0: Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I believe this is episode 31. Mm, I, I usually s- check beforehand, so. and I realize that Close I record to 30. Some- haven't recorded. Somewhere
1: within the vicinity of 30. I'm
0: just going to go out and say, welcome back to episode 31. <laughs> um, I was pointed out that I put the theme song in the wrong spot last time. Yeah. So let's just go straight ahead and do that so I don't forget uh, 12 minutes in this time. Taylor, Sweet Smooth Jams. Wooka, what i said in the last episode i don't really edit these things um uh, usually uh, we do the intro at the very beginning so yeah. it's easier for me to remember to do that
1: well we had a lot to talk about in the intro last time yeah 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 we so. had a little
0: chat last time and yeah. i guess i just put it at the beginning and that was yeah, that's all good No
1: worries. i mean i think it's part of the charm of that la- last episode
0: of us not knowing what we're doing oh, let not know what we're
1: it's not <laughs> knowing what we're doing we know what we're doing we're just lazy about it
0: Fuck it, a right
2: yep as i as i yawn mm-hmm mm.
1: It's actually pretty early for us com- compared to when we normally like. We usually podcast in the afternoon. I'd say, or like, like night or in the evening. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's uh it's, it's pretty early for us. I'll say that. <laughs>
0: that that is very true. Um, let's talk about football first, just because like yeah, let's it just do it. happened. The playoffs are this weekend, and like that's pop culture related, right? Absolutely. So I think
1: the yeah. NFL playoffs are are certainly within that realm.
0: Very very popular. Yeah. Um, the Eagles, your team.
1: My eagles, baby,
0: beat the bears. Fly eagles, fly. Caca, <laughs> caca. <laughs> 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 uh, I guess that would be the ravens, huh? Yeah, the ravens lost to the chargers. Uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, Philip Rivers trying to put a tenth kid. I don't somewhere sh- out there in the world, dude. There's, fucking so, the Ravens like that.
1: I don't understand why. I was shocked because I I've jumped into the Ravens game like in the third quarter. Yeah, and I was shocked that they weren't playing Joe Flacco. And I don't know when that change happened, but well, I've been
0: playing Lamar Jackson for like a while then. That, yeah,
1: see, I, I don't really fall like I haven't been following the Ravens, but yeah, I just think it's you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback on your roster and you're benching him like that's kind of dumb in the playoffs.
0: The thing is, is that Lamar Jackson is like the new RG three. Yeah. And it's like, he's good, w- but, w- 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 but once, once teams realize how he plays mm-hmm. and then he runs every other fucking play, yeah. he's not gonna be able to do that third, fourth season in. Absolutely. He's not going to be able to continue to do that, especially yep. when he gets older. Yeah. You and have to,
1: you have to be able to adapt, um, to, you know, uh, sticking in the pocket as well as being yeah. able, especially for running. I mean, the best example, I think of a, a quarterback that, that, um, sort of, like, blended that those two things nicely, a running and a traditional passing quarterback, was, uh, I mean, Warren Moon was one of the first ones, but um, for me it was McNabb, yeah. who, of course, played for the Eagles, but I thought he always had a nice mix of, like, Old being able it. to run and uh, also being able to stick in the pocket if he wanted to.
0: Yeah, man. I'm really, you know what, I'm I'm not the biggest Eagles fan, Yeah. but I don't hate the Eagles. I'm just glad the Eagles won because had the Bears <laughs> won, the Rams will be playing the Bears, yeah. which is not... We we got stomped by the Bears the last time we played them. So I don't really want to revisit that matchup. But since yeah. the Eagles won, we get to play the old Dallas Cowboys, which I'm not worried about. I, I am surprised that they have made it this far.
1: Yeah, I mean, they'll put up a fight. I don't think... I I, I will be shocked if the Dallas Cowboys end up coming out on top of this game. And it, what's funny is... Uh, my, you know, well, I mean, our listeners uh, who listened to our Stanley episode... No, my brother Reed... He's a huge Cowboys fan, and we watched the game together this weekend. and uh, Well, all the games, really. And uh, basically when they won, it was like um, they had won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and he was jumping around and, and sitting cross Indian style right in front of the TV with a big old smile like on his Christmas face. Time. It Seriously, he was like a little kid again. Um, so, I mean, so Cowboys fans are certainly hyped about that. But
0: Well, that game was insane, dude. The fact it was. That this, the fact that, like... Russell Wilson was like, all right, we got a minute 30 left. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fucking march up the field in, what, two or three plays and score another yeah. fucking touchdown? Yeah. And then I understand that their kicker does that weird Australian punt thing.
1: It, well, the, but yeah, that was
0: the worst onside kick
1: it was I have ever seen in my it life. It was. The problem is... is it's like 30-something yards. Yeah, with drop kicks, it's a lot harder to like... And the only reason why they were doing that he is because... that. Well, because Janikowski got knocked out of the game in the first half. Their kicker is Sebastian Janikowski, who obviously you know oh, played for the Raiders for a long time, kicking for them for a while. Though, no, I mean. Janikowski got hurt in the first half, and that was what killed the Seahawks in the second half. That's why they had to use their punter to do all their field. They didn't kick even kick some field goals, but uh, they had to use their punter to do all their kicks and stuff, and that's why he had to drop kick it.
0: No, I feel like this guy does the their kickoffs. As Maybe well. he does their kickoffs. I've been but... watching their games for a while now, and it's like he's that weird Australian dude. That yeah, really yeah, yeah, jump yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, maybe I, I'm not sure. You might be right on that one, but I know for a fact that Janikowski was in the game and right, he ended up right. getting hurt. Uh,
0: but I'm just surprised that they fucking almost made a comeback. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Houston fucking Texans got
1: demolished. Wrecked. I was very surprised by that because the I mean I hadn't seen too many Houston games this year, but they were looking pretty strong from what I had seen. So I mean, same as the Bears, you know, it was shocked. Andrew Luck's no
0: teams. joke, but I didn't expect him to steamroll.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: I thought that would be a much more high-scoring game on both sides.
1: Yeah, we'll see. So
0: that leaves, yeah, you guys have to play the Saints.
1: Yeah, that's going to be a tough one for us. How do How do you feel about that? Well, I mean, I feel less confident that we're playing them in the Superdome, but
0: the fucking loud ass. Yeah, it's like one of the
1: worst stadiums for opposing teams to go play in. For the two-headed
0: beast of Kamara and fucking Ingram. Yep. Got fucking the Crip Keeper Drew Brees <laughs> dude who's still throwing bombs and Michael. Thomas, no, the bro, the, the Crip
1: Keeper is Jerry Jones.
0: <laughs> uh, and we talked about me. P- my team is the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, playing uh, the naturally. Dallas.
1: I'm I'm a Rams fan too because yes. LA so. playing
0: the Cowboys. I'm uh, not really too worried about that.
1: Yeah, I mean it should be. I, I just hope that you know if 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 Goff can can get his groove back, which it seems like he has for the most part in the last couple games,
0: and we're playing in L.A. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think I think everything's they you know that the Cowboys certainly have more uh, momentum going into the game because they have that big win and That's they're true. all hyped up about that. But I think as long as the Rams can keep a cool head and not. Make a bunch of stupid mistakes, like they'll be fine.
0: You said it was supposed to rain this weekend too, which I totally forgot about. Yeah, which will the game a which lot. will completely change that game. The Coliseum is completely outdoors, uh-huh. so that's yep. that's and, a problem. You know, the
1: other thing too, if that happens, they'll be using Zeke a lot, and like that's right. when things will start to be problematic for the Rams. Yo,
0: our D though, man. Almost, no, yeah, uh, yeah, they, they got a good D,
1: but I mean, it's
0: the, they got a, it's, g- he's, they got a good Zeke D. has got
1: the Zeke has got the rushing crown, so I mean,
0: yeah. Here's one that I'm. The Chargers versus the Patriots,
1: that's going to be an interesting one. I really hope they. Uh, I
0: just don't want mm-hmm. Tom Brady to go to the Super Bowl again. I just Fuck don't want him. Again. No, I
1: just don't want him to go to another AFC Championship again. They've been to like yeah. nine in a row or something like that. It's like let's get some variety in here.
0: Yeah, I don't foresee the Chargers being able to pull this off, but they, uh, the Patriots, are riddled with like injuries and fucking yeah. They like Gronk's is a a weird former shell of what he used to be and especially the shell season. of his former self. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that the the Patriots certainly have the home field advantage. Like it's going to be hard for the chargers to go in there and, and beat the Patriots at home at, at on a playoff game in December or uh, January, excuse me. Um, you know, when it's cold and they yeah. just have the, all that, those advantages. But I think the chargers are really resilient this year and they actually have a good shot of going to the AFC championship. I hope
0: competing. so. And then the, uh, Colts versus the Kansas City Chiefs.
1: I mean, I thought that the the Colts were a lot looking a lot weaker than they actually did last week. So it's tough to say. But the Chiefs are so strong this year. What that like, Mahomes arm? Yeah, dude, Mahomes. It's just it's Andy Reid, man. Yeah. So you, get a, you can't help but drink the Kool Aid sometimes, <laughs> you know. Like, I mean, like you would be surprised how many head coaches in the NFL right now were came from Andy Reid's right. system and tutelage. That's insane, including. Bro. Uh, Doug Jones and Matt Nahey, who are, yeah. or what, I don't know what his last name is, um, uh, who the Bears head coach and obviously the Eagles head coach. So. Right.
0: I So here's, we all remember that, that Rams-Chiefs game that mm-hmm. happened while I was goddamn in the UK. Yep. So I had to watch highlights. But 54-51, yeah. one of the most exciting games I've ever, like, that's ever happened.
1: Could you imagine that being a rematch for the Super
0: Bowl? I'm I'm torn between wanting to see that or wanting to see the two LA teams the two LA teams and then yeah. fucking send the Chargers back to San Diego where they fucking belong because we only need one. How LA wild teams. would that be? Fucking insane those two
1: LA teams.
0: Who do you think is who do you think is gonna go to the Super Bowl?
1: I mean, unless there's some, like, weird, wild turn of events for the for the NFC, I don't see any reason why the Saints will lose This suit. Like, really? I think the Saints are so strong and just, like, they have home field advantage. Like, unless something really weird happens or Drew B- Brees just has, like, a really bad performance or something like that, like, it's... What about when he has to
0: go up against the Rams, bro?
1: I think the Rams are at a disadvantage because they already lost in the Superdome. That's the, not to say that they can't win... But again, like the I think the, the same Saints... would
0: be in L. A. Though, no, I think the both... Saints
1: are that's number one seed. So if those two teams play, they would play in New Orleans. The only way the the uh, NFC Championship would be in L. A. Is if the Saints get knocked out this weekend. Fuck yeah! So that's that's the thing, and that worries me because that's really where they're like the the Rams is, yeah, the Rams is I don't know. If well no as the oh, luck rams is started right yeah apostrophe s or yeah, s apostrophe yeah. um but yeah so i think it's 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 going to be them and for the for the afc i'm really um i'm really rooting for the chiefs just because i think that um like andy Reid deserves a championship finally after you know 20 years of great coaching
0: so uh first and foremost fuck you because the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl, goddamn it! Oh, well, I mean, it would be great <laughs> if the Rams
1: and, and or the Eagles went to the Super Bowl. I just think the chances of them going are like much more slim than the right. the Saints.
0: I think the Rams are going to go on that side. Um, I I would like to see the Chiefs go. I would like to see the Chargers go. I just don't. I I'd, I'd, I'd even fuck. I'd be fine if the Colts went. Yeah, Look, you put you put the Patriots on. Any bracket, and you can mm-hmm. look at the entire row, and I'm fine with everybody in that row going yeah. except for the Patriots. So like yeah. I'm fine with any of those. As long three as it's going. someone different, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that, dude. I mean, the Super Bowl is February third. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about it more.
1: Yeah, I'm sure as the uh, later as the as the uh, postseason progresses, we'll 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 have some more thoughts.
0: What's next, man?
1: uh i mean i don't know i I guess this is a few things i wanted to touch on uh before we jump into like news and stuff yeah um i've been watching season five of gotham i'm sorry yeah unfortunately Uh, i was tasked to write recaps for the show and i i mean i remember when we were living together we actually started watching gotham we watched about like the first three or four episodes and i just couldn't do it. you pat and i were all just like yeah this show's fucking terrible and as much as I love Batman, I kind of resisted the urge just because it's
0: not Batman though.
1: It isn't, but I love, you know, even the Rogues Gallery. Like it's it's more so about Jim Gordon and the Rogues Gallery than anybody else. Right. But uh yeah, I mean I, I watched the season premiere and, and recapped it. It was fine. Um I did some some uh some catching up on all the previous seasons and the show's pretty bad and it, it uh it hopefully will go out on a on a higher note. But it, uh, I was it telling Joel...
0: It doesn't look like it will. No.
1: Well, I don't know if that's... I think that's from season four. We're looking uh, at the image is. that... Well, how did you describe the Batman look from Gotham?
0: So they show him in like a prototype Batman suit. Yeah, and
1: it's like a leather jacket, with padded like, jacket. With
0: weird mask. He just mm-hmm. looks like a black condom. Yeah. He's disgusting. Yeah. Well, there's no... There's it's no laughable. The
1: mask doesn't cover the chin, and it doesn't look to me like there's really, like, distinguishable ears on the thing, so it just looks like a weird-ass helmet. It but, looks like
0: he made it out of clay and yeah. then, like, let it harden on his head. <laughs> like, there's... It doesn't even look, like, properly shaped. Uh, like, look here.
1: Yeah, it's it's super weird.
0: Like, it doesn't look like a helmet either it's like this weird
1: you could say that's extra protection in the sensitive areas of the head i I guess um yeah no i mean horrible i mean it's it's kind of a silly show i think there's some moments that work um okay some some characters that work okay on the show from what i've seen uh in season five so far but um it's gotham is the type of show that actually gives me an appreciation for what the cw is doing uh with the dc characters in particular uh, shows like the flash for me uh, but isn't this isn't
0: that just more CW melodrama it, 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 bullshit? It is.
1: It is. I mean, it. but the thing is, is that it plays into that. Is it's, it knows what it's doing. I feel like Gotham is trying to be serious and, like, dark. Like, not dark and serious because there are, you know, moments of levity. But I think it takes Gotham takes itself way too seriously. Right. Whereas The Flash kind of, in a lot of respects, like, makes fun of itself and kind of... Uh, you know, plays into the idea of of, of multiple uh, like the multiverse, you know, right. multiple universes and, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just I think Gotham gives me an appreciation for um for the CW stuff a little bit more.
0: How's the Joker? So
1: from what I saw, that it's 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 really interesting actually the way they do it. So that throughout the first, uh, Joel's looking at pictures right here, but throughout the first.
0: Spoilers if you are for some fucking reason into the show.
1: So in the throughout the first four seasons, there's this character whose name is Jerome that's introduced, and he's this character with he cuts off his face and like Jeremiah. It's yeah, no, no, no. So that's Jerome, right here, exactly. And then so what happens in, in towards the end of season four, you learn that Jerome has a twin brother named Jeremiah. And what, what happens, the fuck? yeah, through what happened, he's actually a good guy, and you'll see him right here.
0: Twin brother and, bullshit.
1: Yeah, and so they introduce it, and, and the whole melodrama aspect of that. But um, basically what happens is Jerome ends up dying and sacrificing himself, but in post-mortem ends up turning Jeremiah into the Joker that we know. So Jerome is actually not technically the Joker, he's like a proto-Joker right. that inspires jeremiah to become the joker that we start to know oh my god and that's part of what plays out in season five is right. um like seeing that transition uh happen although he wasn't in episode one yet so
0: i'm seeing a lot of this like um this like mask face mm-hmm. type joker yeah but then i'm also seeing like this so that's like, so that's jack this, that's Nicholson that's style. the new
1: that's the new joker that's that's jeremiah so he has that more traditional Joker look right. and then Jerome oh, so is the dude with the, here? the the dude with the fucked up face yeah and he's this in the first Jerome? yep and he dies uh, spoilers of course at the end of uh So he was the Joker four. then. Yes but they never call him the Joker.
0: Gotcha. So this year's also Jerome then? Uh I think
1: that's someone he fucked with. I'm not sure. That's interesting. that that might be. Um but I I do think on paper that idea is interesting like having one person actually inform uh, like the it's like the idea of the Joker as opposed to the person, right? But it's executed so hamfisted that it's just like what the fuck,
0: right? Right. I mean, I like the actor. I, I, I oh yeah, no, the, he, so. dude,
1: he he he. Uh, I, man, what's his name? I can't remember. Um, uh, uh I, again, I just started watching the show recently, but he's he's really excellent. I mean, he he gives it his all, and I, I think that the performance, um, as far as like his vocal tone and stuff is really interesting. But yeah. but at the same time, it's he's basically treading kind of the same line as Heath Ledger's Joker. And it really just kind of pales in comparison. When Cameron you look at that. Monaghan. Yes. Yeah, Cameron Monaghan, I think is, uh. is his name. Yes. Thank you. But I mean, we talked about this way longer than we went to, but yeah, I've been checking out Gotham yeah, and yeah, I'm going to keep did. checking out Gotham. So there's that. Um, and then I also um, have been watching, oh gosh, uh, obviously the flash and I made it through season uh, two yeah. of that. So I only have, two more seasons ago to catch up to the current one <laughs> great uh but you know we're in the current uh it, i'm in the point where they do flashpoint right and kind of like start to switch things up and freaking tom felton is in the cast of uh draco what? malfoy is in the cast of season three that's part of what happens with flashpoint so yeah i think i think it, it, there's enough there for me to keep flash interesting but compared to gotham it's just um isn't there an episode of like flashpoint where
0: like Green Arrow and him like switch bodies, and then like so he's the so he's that, the Flash and yeah. So that was
1: there is that one, and I think that's the most recent else Oh, that's Elseworlds? maybe. Or I see, so I haven't got to else worlds yet. Or it's that Barry Allen is the Arrow, and um, right, yeah, yeah, S- Stephen Amell plays the Flash. But I that's think they I did meant, the, yeah, yeah, they did, I think they did the the mind freaky Friday mind swap oh, uh, uh, episode at 1.2. Gotcha, gotcha, of course, so, yeah. they
0: did. There's not, it's. It's not a teen drama show if you're not living in the body of someone else.
1: <laughs> I mean, it has a lot of heart, so that's that's why I think ultimately makes it work.
0: Yeah. Uh what the fuck have I been watching, man? I've been watching I, I don't think anything new. I I'm making Jenna go through Buffy the Vampire Slayer Ooh, finally. So That's good. I'm rewatching that again. It's been
1: so long since uh, I watched Buffy.
0: There's not a lot of new Netflix TV shows right now that I'm, like, stoked about.
1: No, I mean, even even in terms of new content in general, this is kind of the slow period for Netflix, and then I feel like when we get to the end of January is when they really yeah, start yeah. picking, picking
0: their stuff up. There's a lot up. of movies.
1: Yeah, but even then, it's only been, like, one or two, really, releases, major releases, at least. Like with
0: there's, this, there's this thing. At
1: the end of January.
0: <laughs> oh, right, okay, that's fair. So Mads Mikkelsen is in this uh, movie based on a graphic novel called Polar. Yep. Um, It says it's a Netflix original, but like every Netflix original I've seen has really high production quality, looks really beautiful, at least, you know, ones that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But the cinematography in this looks horrible. I'm wondering if they acquired it... like through someone else they couldn't find distribution or, or what is up but the
1: i mean it's definitely not up to par with what net we're used to on netflix but i mean that, I, I don't i'm not exactly sure if that's necessarily vindicative of it not being produced by netflix i, I mean it's pretty obvious that the budget was pretty small in this right. movie but i think that's actually kind of what makes it makes it aside exciting excuse me can't Speak right now. You
0: got to give a big budget to a movie that's got a bunch of gunfights and shit, though. So the yeah, I it's mean. A, like Mads plays like uh, like a hitman, mm-hmm. and like any good hitman story, all the other hitmen are coming to kill him. Yeah,
1: hitman with a heart.
0: Yeah, like the hitman with a heart is fighting other hitmen, mm-hmm. don't want to kill the best hitman in the world. <laughs> One of the oldest tales of time, am yeah. I right? Yeah, I mean, and it, especially after
1: John Wick, it kind of feels somewhat derivative of those movies as well.
0: Right, and especially if you're going to go up against a movie like John Wick, you got to do it well, at, at least. Yes. At least put more effort into it than, than what or, I saw or on go, that
1: trailer. Or go the opposite direction of what John Wick is doing, which is like kind of more campy, and right. I, I think that's what sold me on this trailer was the kind of camp and the sort of sh- the, the cheekiness that, uh, it, that, it, that it
0: has the b movie status maybe absolutely
1: i mean mads mickelson is the king of b movies like i was telling you earlier it took me forever to remember the name of the damn movie but uh this really reminds me of something like um the Hollow rising which yeah. is basically mads mickelson playing a, a mute dude and just kicking ass like in the in the viking area i think right. area, i think that uh, takes place So it it feels very reminiscent of that, and if you know it can deliver on those aspects, I think it'll uh, it'll do okay. Yeah, I'm not sold from that trailer. Yeah, I mean, obviously, (laughs) most people aren't. The thing for me is I've never actually heard of this, which it's not even a graphic novel; it's a a web.
0: It was a web comic, and it looks like they did some graphic novels after that, but it started as a web comic. It's it's uh Victor Santos is the cartoonist and uh writer. Nice. But looking at it, it looks like all he does is Spanish graphic novels? Okay. So not a lot of stuff that any of us would have read. Yeah. Um I mean, okay, I mean, I mean between us. Yeah, not, absolutely. Not, um obviously uh, maybe not someone the out there has yeah, read right. it, but
1: out in the ether, if you guys have read this comic book or you uh, have any thoughts on it, definitely feel free to let us know. We'd love to hear from you guys on this because this is one of those trailers that, um, or properties, I should say, that uh, that could have a lot of cool appeal. You know what I mean? This could potentially be uh, something like John Wick that
0: ends up spawning a franchise. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, um, not he's got a will, shit ton of work. It's just not anything that I've heard of. Yeah. Uh mainly because I don't speak Spanish, so yeah, I don't know I mean what, what any of this says. That's a consideration. <laughs> but he's I mean he's been making graphic novels since nineteen ninety nine, so it's well, it's there you go. He's been around for a while. Um I mean, this is something I'm gonna watch if I'm super stoned. Oh yeah, you, you just I throw it on don't have I, anything else to watch at home.
1: Yeah, I I don't think there's a lot of anticipation for this movie by any means. Right. You know? Uh, but that's what ends up happening with Netflix movies is they have these these kind of big releases, these genre re- releases. They just throw it out into the ether and then people ev- eventually end up right. talking about it. Unlike, you know, some of the... Well, I mean, Bandersnatch was one, but also something we're going to talk about later. Um, you know, for the most part, that's the way most Netflix movies are. And then you have those exceptions where it's like Bandersnatch and people are just talking about it right away. You know what I mean? It just yeah. blows up on social media. So
0: Black Mirror was a very... Exciting property! Absolutely. Oh, people were uh, people uh, were waiting for season five, so that was like the thing that you know. Oh, we get more Black Mirror before more Black Mirror? Hell yeah! (laughs) Seriously, not gonna complain about that.
1: No, not at all. All
0: right, Polar. Checked out trailer if you want to or don't. Yeah, because it's not that good. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's fine. What's What's next?
1: Uh, well, we had a uh a new Captain Marvel trailer. We did drop last night, and the set visit embargo lifted this morning so we just learned a whole bunch of new stuff about the movie hell yeah um, um
0: the uh, the new trailer uh i liked that we got to see a scroll i'm sorry i just got a pop-up notification on my google chrome that said polar official trailer watch it on youtube oh uh, that's funny the fuck skynet out of just talked about it, you. go away skynet creepers that's, actually, I don't. I don't like that. That's fucking. No, weird. it's it's super weird. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, we got to see. So, like, they talk about the squ- uh, the scrolls. I think in the first or second trailer. Yeah, but they don't actually show. And then in this one, you see the scrolls like come out of the ocean, and yeah. they like watch like a surf like this hot surf chick like walk out, and he like mm-hmm. mutates into her. Yeah, which is like it's cool. They're showing you because you remember the trailer got all the backlash of why is she punching an old lady? Oh yeah, of course.
1: And in every subsequent trailer, they've made a point to like clear that up right yeah
0: now. so it's like but we finally get to see these like scrolls like mutate and it's fucking yeah cool.
1: yeah i mean we they released that image of this all the scrolls in the water a long yeah. time ago to yeah, see yeah. that finally play out as nice um yeah i mean i it's I, for me it was pretty much more the same in terms of like learning more about the story and the plot as yeah. the previous trailers but you know we get a lot more of the character interactions we get to see agent colson for a think the
0: first time in any of the trailers yeah i mean i think so because my first reaction was was that colson with hair
1: yeah and and i was like joel i'm surprised they they basically they announced um the young hot colson when when production started they announced that colson fury um and ronan the accuser would be once again making i remember the ronan and um and of course uh hansu's uh korath the pursuer who was from uh He's part of the Star Force in this movie. Yeah, yeah, nice. but um, but yeah. So I, I mean, the trailer's more the same. I'm, I'm already sold on this movie, so I don't really need to see anymore. I don't think it's like right. I'm just ready to, to go experience the movie.
0: I'm sold on any Marvel movie though, of so so anything of I can see, I want to see. Yeah, one hundred percent. My one thing about it was like I don't like those stories where, like. So she's not Kree and they rescue her and they create her to be a Kree. Yes. And then she's the most powerful Kree of all time. Yeah. But it's like how like she's a half breed. Like, I hate that. You yeah. see her like flying around in space like shooting photon blasts, like destroying spaceships during a space battle. Yeah. It's like if the Kree could just fly around in space and shoot photon blasts, why are they using spaceships? Yeah,
1: I think there's a little bit more to it than the trailer isn't showing us, but I do get that sentiment. I mean, at the end of the day it's an origin story and you do need right. to like that trope has been done a million times in every origin story, yeah, exactly, especially yeah. in like Marvel. The like the most of their one, like the origin samurai. stories. And it's like,
0: exactly. I am a white man, but I am the best samurai uh, in the world. And it's like, well, what the, how the, f- what the fuck?
1: Yeah. At least it's, at least it's equal. At least us humans are getting re- represent representation on the, on the Cree home world. <laughs>
0: Fuck you, Cree. Humans are better Cree than <laughs> the you. The Cree are so PC about it. You know what, man? Make make Cree great again. Oh my God. And send Trump off into space. He can go rule the Cree planet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>
1: um. But yeah, I mean, the, the, again, the trailers. You know, it's uh, look pretty much more of the same for me. Yeah, I mean, and that's a good thing. I'm gonna watch it. Just reinforces it. But I do wanted to uh, go through a few of the a few of the things that I found interesting from from the from set s- visit. Set visits. Yeah. Yeah. So this is from uh from uh, Jonathan Schwartz, the producer, uh, executive producer on the movie, actually. And he's the one who kind of took uh, all the journalists, like, on the... Like, well, okay, sort of right. guided tour. So this... Uh, he Here's some story details that he gave away, which I thought was interesting. Um, the movie starts with Captain Marvel character already in outer space, already having superpowers, and already fighting on the side of the Kree in the kree scroll, kree scroll War. She doesn't remember her human past, and it has been... Inducted into the Cree, and she has been inducted into the Cree Army. Says so first time I'm reading this. In fact, she loves being a Cree. Early in the movie, Captain Marvel and Star Force are dispatched quote on a mission to an alien planet to f- fight the scrolls and, and over the course of that mission, Bree's, uh character gets captured by the Scrolls. Ultimately, Cap- Captain Marvel winds up on Earth, crashing through the roof of a blockbuster, and that's where we get the younger two-eyed version of you know uh, Agent Fury and all that stuff. Right, right. Uh so what's really interesting though is he says that uh basically the the movie is 50-50 earth space. Huh. And that's really more than it I mean obviously besides Guardians and and movies that take place directly in space like that's some, Yeah, I mean y- you even think about movies like uh, this is you know totally not related to Marvel but Green Lantern even that movie like mostly took place on earth. So the fact that they're doing a nice 50-50 split right. is good. I mean Thor the first Thor was like 60% earth 40% uh, right. Asgard, so you know that that feels right, and I think it'll be a good mix of um, of you know Earth and space uh, I stuff. Thor Ragnar-
0: I feel like Thor Ragnarok had a good like split between
1: absolutely, but that was I mean technically that all takes place in, like not on Earth. No, no, I mean? no. Oh well, they had that little section um, on Earth. I forgot about that with Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. I, I did forget about that. I mean, that's that's not even a full act of the movie though. <laughs> Uh, like a small No, point. and
0: then there's the scene when they're on the cliffs and they're talking to their daddy.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true.
0: Anthony Hopkins. I
1: really I every time I watch that movie I always want to see the original version of that scene I know. Where they didn't just to, just out of curiosity. I think the scene works pretty well the way I I can see why they reshot it, but um yeah. but yeah, just I uh, thought that was interesting. So, uh jumping back to the Sev visit, they also say uh, they define Captain Marvel as a 90s action movie. And he says, uh, okay. Schwartz, that is, says it feels weird calling it uh, a genre, but the genre is 90s action. Like if you think about movies like Robocop or Total Recall or Terminator 2 or Independence Day, oh, no. I think there are common action movie threads that you that uh, you can tease through these movies, which are what we're trying to pick up in this movie. I don't know why you say, oh, no. I think all those movies are no, pretty no, no. solid. No, no, like, no. no, no, no. The, inspiration.
0: Those, those movies are great. To say that this is gonna be that is why I'm saying oh no it's oh. just gonna follow the Marvel not that I'm complaining because I love Marvel movies yeah but it's gonna follow the Marvel formula oh one hundred percent I don't think it's gonna be anything like those movies it's no gonna no be no a Marvel movie. no
1: but it's they're saying they're taking inspiration from these movies as far as the action elements and I mean you look at you look at. Um, something like uh i don't
0: know oh, because you can't compare yourself to fucking t2 and independence i Day. mean kind of <laughs> but
1: i mean you look at you look at uh, uh the winter soldier right that movie was inspired by three days of the condor that's a great fucking movie and winter soldier is also a great movie winter and they Soldiers stand super dope. and they stand on their own even though they share similar themes so i think that's kind of what they're going here for most more so than like oh we're going to take direct inspiration from these right things. um you know so there's that um also they they talk about uh the french connection oh, and that wow. that actually kind of makes sense because i could see the train sequence kind of ah, being yeah. you know what i mean that yeah. same kind of thing um so you we're also going to see a lot of humor obviously that they they talk about um which what? is apparent in the trailers marvel humor <laughs> And what's really cool for me, uh, at least what I like the most about uh, that, that that they revealed was that we're actually going to see her full powers on display in this movie. So we're not going to have to wait till right, uh, right, Avengers right. Four, or, like she goes off into space at the end of the movie to like discover the full potential of her might, you know, and
0: accidentally runs into Tony
1: Stark. <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's that. But they also say that it's going to be uh, as much as it is Carol's movie. It's also going to be a two hander for Nick Fury as well. Okay. So it's going to kind of be his origin story. That's cool. And I thought that was kind of interesting. We're also going to see the first meeting of Coulson and, and Fury. So that's, oh, that's... So that's kind of what the traitor so, looks gonna to. I'm going to dig
0: that. Yeah. I'm going to dig that for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, they... Apparently, the movie's also going to address what, something that everybody's been talking about is why the hell he didn't use the pager until... Yeah, the Yeah, right.
0: So they say... I mean, that's it, my fucking question.
1: Yeah, so... They, this is what they basically the attack say, on new york he wasn't like
0: this we 100%. Yeah, I think we need some help here yeah exactly so this is what uh short says
1: he says i think it's a combination of things i think we'll understand over the course of these movies why uh fury makes the decisions that he does he's always a mysterious guy and he always has his own reasons but hopefully we can clarify that for some of the audience yeah so i'm hoping that you know maybe they won't give a, a direct answer but we'll kind of hope to clarify some of those things that people are complaining about in that yeah. aspect. I
0: mean it's all it's always in in comic books specifically, it's always a tough question of like, well, why didn't Thor just go help Captain America? Or like, yeah. why didn't the X Men just go help, you know, one hundred percent these other people? Yeah. And I feel like the MCU until the pager kinda started Like I feel like they did a really good job with that because it's like the Avengers aren't gonna go help Spider-Man fight a dude in a fucking or even Vulture suit. Or even it's not
1: a world-ending. One hundred percent. Or even if you look at Civil War, like they they give good justification as to why both Hulk and Thor like don't make appearance. So it's like that. You know, they're
0: doing like like, and that's that's also kind of my fear about Far From Home, is like reading about what the plot is kind of about. It's like that kind of seems like a world. Lee type threat
1: uh with the elementals with and the all elementals that stuff. and stuff yeah and yeah. it's
0: like okay all right we'll we'll put a pin in that but I, it's like I I don't know why
1: but I get I get a small small inkling of a feeling that Doctor Strange is going to come into the fray with like sort of all the elemental mystical so? stuff. I mean it, it would kind of make sense especially with, cool. with Mysterio um, Doctor Strange providing like a foil to Mysterio That yeah. would be really interesting I've been reading so. a
0: lot about Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio Like teaming up with Spider-Man for a lot of the movie And I'm really hoping that they don't Play that out all the way I think Until the third act and then he's the bad guy I think
1: he's going to pl- be playing Peter Parker It's like the idea
0: But like the whole movie? I
1: hope not oh, But I mean on. at least in the first part of the movie to right. get, kick To kick off the plot Right yeah um it's also did you hear that they're going with the classic mysterio look they're not updating that and i was like "Ooh, that's gonna be really interesting to see how that i mean it's a dope look but in live action it could be super cheesy so i'm curious to see how they're gonna try to make that
0: work the only the only thing bad about that is that it's not uh bruce campbell playing quentin
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's true um so i mean the pager they like
0: um I feel like they've done pretty well explaining why other superheroes haven't been in on the fray with other superheroes. And then the pager thing to me was like, why didn't you use this when Thanos was? Yeah. You waited until you almost started to disappear. That seems like a weird time. To yeah,
1: I mean, it kind of happened all of a sudden. So at least he had that last moment. But I know what you're saying is kind of just like, "Wow." Well, the snap
0: did, but he. I feel like Nick Fury would have known that Thanos was going around murdering hoes. He should have, fucking... but
1: he also has no like he's he's a lone wolf now. You know, he doesn't have the resources like he did back. You know, during the events of Avengers, yeah, or I mean, even him Age and Cap Ultron. are still tight.
0: Like absolutely, Cap are definitely still tight,
1: but knowing what's going on in the cosmos when you have literally no technology, like no Captain resources America at your disposal. Earth, bro. That's true. So I'm saying. But how would he know that... Oh, you're saying that Cap should have went to to Furies bring, and that's how bring. he would have known.
0: there's this big purple guy. He's exactly. murdering okay, everyone I got we you. know. Yeah, bring, bring. Just <laughs> broop. Where you at? You hey, know, dude, just use Cap, the boost Cap or
1: Tony, we've learned from Infinity War, Cap or Tony can't call anybody because they're too fucking prideful.
0: I have a delivery for Tony Stank.
1: <laughs> Tony Stank. Nick Fury um,
0: doesn't have a Tony Stank phone too. Like, like, uh, uh, just <laughs> didn't Stank give everybody phone. a fucking well, like a pager. Like, hey man, we're in real big trouble right now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. So finally, jumping back to the set visit before we move on, uh, they also tried to get info on an on Annette uh, on Annette Bennings character. Okay, uh, who's been kind of a mysterious presence in the trailer, and basically said, "No, can I pass on that? I'm gonna pass." So clearly Annette Benning has a very, very important yeah. role to play in this movie. Um, I'm not even sure who they've, if they've revealed who she's playing. I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that. If somebody knows, maybe um, they can let us uh, in on it. But, um, yeah, so uh, Captain Marvel looking pretty exciting after all that stuff. Yeah. Getting me pumped up.
0: March, not too far away. Yeah, we're close. Hell yeah. Uh,
1: so jumping to, I guess we only have one more news thing, right? And that is the Venom. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sequel that's getting it. I think it, I'm not sure if it's Greenlick but it's getting fast tracked based on the financial success. I read it was Greenlick. Oh, okay. I mean, that makes sense. When you make close to a billion dollars, it's kind of hard You'd not to. You'd be
0: stupid not to make a fucking sequel. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. So do you have? I mean, I know you still have to watch the first one, but do you, seen do you it. have any thoughts?
0: Um. I. Everyone that I know has a problem with the writing. Yeah. And the only so, Ruben Flesher's not coming back. No,
1: because well, he. It depends
0: how long he's it takes not him. Back.
1: Well, as of now, but if the right. movie gets delayed, right? Um, but yeah, he's going. He's going to make Zombieland too. Hell so, yeah! Which I would rather see him do. Yep.
0: Um. But so I've read that everybody has a problem with the writing, mm-hmm. and the writer is the one coming back instead of Ruben. And it's like absolutely. Well, so we're just gonna have more of the same fucking problems. Yeah, we're I mean, have more turds in the wind. Yeah,
1: I mean, Venom itself. I is, get that reference. Is in the in the wind. I haven't seen the movie. Um, it, it's. It's it's a, it comes in a weird spot. Um, I will tell you that, and I don't want to say anymore because it actually kind of spoils. They me. showed
0: that scene at at the Comic
1: Con. But do you know where the in the panel. movie it, it comes? It, it lands. He
0: like bites the dude's head no, off. I am saying a, like it like w- like uh, from beginning to end, you don't know where that. Oh one. no! Okay,
1: no, I have no idea. Yeah. So um, it's like a bit. It's supposed to be a big moment in the movie. Um, gotcha. So yeah, I mean, I I have the same feeling as you. I am a little bit worried. Yeah. Because. Um, you know the the script was indeed pretty awful. Um, I think that as much as I like Ruben Fleischer's direction, it actually may be a better thing for them to get somebody else to come in and really just put like a like a unique stamp on it. Yeah. Uh, because as much as I like Ruben Fleischer as a director, he's a little bit bland. And like the movie was shot interestingly, Matty Lee Batik shot Venom actually. Yeah, our boy Matty. Um, absolutely, and uh, you know. The look is, is good, but in terms of just like directorial style, he sh- shoots like three or four camera. Like it's just kind of. You I mean, know. he did really well with with Zombieland. Yeah, no, that was also ten years ago, yeah, and she, everything after she, that was has it 10 been. Years ago? Yeah, dude. Also, by the way, Zombieland Two is spelled T O O. I thought that was interesting. I was like, of That's course you would. Funny, dude. I know. I dig that. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I I'm worried, but you know, one shining beacon of hope is that on in the last movie there were i believe 3 or 4 writers and if they can just keep it to one writer on this one i think that will help the movie because then you'll have at least more of a singular vision and Dude, the it's tone
0: sony and... they don't want anybody to have a singular vision they're going well, to cram talking, so many writers the point i'm talking in about in is
1: tonal consistency though you know what i mean like because there's so many different ideas in the script that it's kind of just right. bounces around like a ping pong ball you know
0: you know what makes me mad about sony and like this spider verse Hmm. Is fucking Spider Verse. Like they yeah. have they won a Golden Globe for best animated feature. So Sony gets to say, Oh, one of our Spider Man films won an award. And you're know. like, God damn you they're gonna Sony. Have, I know. They're gonna have a big
1: ol' like, ego hold, about ego yeah, about this shit.
0: They're gonna hold on to that until the world fucking ends. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Absolutely. So annoying.
1: Absolutely. So we'll see, but um, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical, but I'm hoping that they can, you know, at least hopefully improve on the original and keep what what worked, and then improve right. all the bad parts. You know, I can only assume that Woody Harrelson's gonna come back, right? That's that's the assumption. I mean, he basically has doesn't even it's he's in the post-credit scene of the first one, like he's right. not even really in the movie proper. So I hope that they keep him. It's an interesting casting choice, but also begs the question of how the hell they're gonna do but Venom, uh, excuse me, Carnage uh, PG thirteen. You're gonna have stupid. to. Stupid. You're gonna have to. You can do it. You have no. to be really fucking smart about it, and you just
0: you have to be selective. Has there ever been a fan? Has there ever been a franchise where it starts PG thirteen and then they and then the second movies are?
1: Um, I would say the Wolverine
0: movies. Oh yeah, but with Logan. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, that's um,
1: and and then you had the Wolverine in the middle, which had an R rated cut and a PG thirteen
0: cut. Okay. Like, um, but that's yeah, really the only one I can think of and there has to be like a carnage cut like yeah you know what I mean, but yeah. also that begs the question like if they want it, like you make a sequel you're gonna make a trilogy i feel mm-hmm. i f- I feel I mean, like they, that's yeah. just the superhero way yeah so if you do carnage second what the fuck are you gonna do in the third movie
1: well carnage doesn't necessarily have to die can, maximum it, carnage it can, yeah i mean car- carnage u s a oh <laughs> um, that's one that people you can't do are, carnage u
0: s a at PG-13 I bro. know that's the problem um, Carnage USA is so sick
1: if they do a spin-off though they could make car- an R-rated Carnage movie but like it's it's like the same thing with Spider-Man and Venom like it's kind of hard to do Carnage without Venom at least like in live action right. movies um, I mean you can do Carnage by himself in the comics but that's a different thing uh, so yeah I mean it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how they pull it off if they can pull it off if, if they can pull it off that's right so I guess we should probably jump into our main topic at this point. Now, yeah, right? man, we've been that talking was, for
0: a minute. That was the news. Yeah, that was a long,
1: long well, news. We tangented. We tangented a little bit, but there's nothing wrong with that.
0: We are the tangent cast. Yeah. Are you looking at your? Just waiting for my Death Star weed grinder to show up. <laughs> yeah, <mail then? laughs> it's the best thing ever. Saying it's still supposed to be delivered today, so I'm just waiting. Oh, I'm just man. just waiting for it to get. It's waiting to
1: hear that door doorbell ding right as right as we're wrapping up.
0: Hopefully. <sighs> Ground up a fat ball with the Death Star, <laughs> blow up Alderaan if you know what I mean. Alderaan's, Alderaan's my mind. brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. That's exactly what I was going for. No,
1: um, yeah,
0: main topics. So we got two main topics for you guys today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both saw Bird Box. Unfortunately, So that we was did. a thing. Um, I guess the one. The one negative effect of marijuana is that I was super high and I was like, "I'm gonna watch a Bird Box." <laughs> you thought there was nothing wrong with yeah. throwing it on. I was like, "Fuck it, I'll watch it." Yeah, um, Jenna thought it was a hell of scary, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I don't know." The cast. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll start with the good. Yeah, the cast was really good. The cast. I mean, I think it's. I think it's
1: a definitely an ensemble piece, but the problem you know I mean to hint at things the problem is like just about everybody's wasted the cast is like if you can actually make machine gun Kelly work in a movie like this like come on
0: I'm really glad that he wasn't in the whole movie no
1: did you know that he's in the he's playing Tommy Lee in the uh Motley Crue biopic that Netflix is doing what and i was like that's like a perfect casting by the way that's so i'm b- i'm, I'm I, he's not an actor though <laughs> i know but he's an asshole and tommy lee's an asshole
0: so look Travante um, Rhodes, fucking Trevont- slayed in this movie yes
1: he's my favorite favorite character and actor
0: he in did this movie. so good yep um fucking john john malkovich bro
1: he's doing john malkovich but Just, solid john malkovich solid
0: john malkovich dude yeah. yeah. And then Danielle McDonald did really fucking good job, dude. Who's Danielle McDonald? So did you see Patty Cakes? Oh yes. It is, was like is, the is. Chubby yeah, White yeah, girl yeah, who's yeah. like yep, the rapper. Yep, she was excellent, yeah. She comes in. Yep, she yep. did she did really good. I guess yeah. she's in that Dumplin' show which is oh a, yeah a, a net, that's yep. a netflix well thing we as learned well, right? that
1: netflix signs their actors to multiple film deals because they like to reuse people a lot
0: right so yeah she was really good this is really funny that lil ray Howery was in it I, we were just talking I about literally lil ray the, Howery. when i saw laura
1: Howery, i was You're like, like oh, hey <laughs> is that anthony anderson yeah, I, mean,
0: I could kind of see like not the, in this movie i feel really stupid after thinking that no, the last but time
1: <laughs> i mean i could i could if if you're not really looking and you're kind of past, like I could see it.
0: He was definitely acting like Anthony Anderson in. I know. That's why in get out. Get out yeah. as well. He was very that's, over the top that's animated. That's yeah. like,
1: um, yeah, i Yeah, I agree. I think Lil Rel Howery, you know, for what he was given, did a great job. Yeah. Which is the same to say, I guess, for most of the cast.
0: Right. Um, I enjoyed. So that was the good thing. Was the cast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Notice how nobody mentioned Sandra Bullock.
1: I mean, it's, she was it's, she was doing her Sandra Bullock. thing. It's fine. She she gives a pretty like bold performance. Actually, she she really gives it her all. But the problem is, is the, the character's so damn thin that it's
0: kind of hard to. Care. She, to me, she was just playing. I'm I'm angry, girl. Especially in that like
1: first scene where she's like basically yelling at the kids, like like. Going straight Hitler on him. Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: I just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I guess so the director of this did the night manager, mm-hmm. right? What, what th- was her name? Uh S- Suzanne Bayer. Suzanne Bayer,
1: thank you. Um, yeah, no, I thought see, for me, I thought the direction was actually one of the better parts of the movie, just for like sure. the casting. You know what I mean? I think they I think taken as sequences, uh, there's there's some really tense moments in this movie um yeah. really tense moments but as a whole like the the it's it's not really it doesn't necessarily
0: add up to anything what i thought a big mistake was was the flashbacks yeah like that they told the story in mm-hmm. cut up chunks i think it would have been much more tense if we didn't know that they go on the fucking river ride yeah the whole thing is like the river ride's so dangerous but from the fucking first second of the movie you know they're going to go on this fucking river ride. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent. And 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 I also feel like they started way like they should have like. Okay, I mean it's hard to talk about Bird Box. By the way, we're jumping in spoilers. That's fine, I man. mean, I, I just letting the the listeners know. I if feel like guys...
0: I feel like everyone and their mom is fucking sitting. In the Absolutely.
1: Movie. I mean, Netflix touted forty five million viewers like yeah. the first couple of days, so that's pretty
0: solid for them. Um, Did you see the meme that was like? Netflix is curious as how this movie's been watched 45 million times on seven Netflix accounts. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty
1: funny. Um,
0: oh, my gosh. What was I talking
1: about before we got sidetracked there?
0: I said I didn't like the flashbacks. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, no. It's, well, I, I was just going to say, you know, um, after jumping in spoilers, I think it's kind of impossible to, like, not compare this movie to A Quiet Place. Um, because there's so many similarities, and that movie just kind of does things so much better than this movie that it's really hard not to make those comparisons. It's so funny, I just want to throw that out it's there. It's
0: funny that you say that because the reason I didn't want to watch the movie is because I thought it was a rip-off Quiet Place. It kind of is. But having seen it, I think they have nothing to do with each other. I think they're... I, I think, Aside from the concept of I one mean, of
1: your sensory... Other than the fact that they're both thematically about family, sure.
0: Yeah, but you could say that about fucking The Godfather no, of or those course. The same movies. But
1: like, I mean the 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 I would say that they're more like okay, you both have pregnant main characters who have to give birth in a crucial moment when a monster's coming. You have uh the yes, two kid the two child characters. You I mean you swap the no hearing for no sight. That's an obvious one. So I think there are a lot of similarities like on the surface.
0: Yeah. I just feel like there was a creature. there is actually a creature to be afraid of in a quiet place. Absolutely, yeah. And that's like where I think, like, I think, I think the the fact that one of your like your sight or your smell or your hearing, mm-hmm. like one of your sensory, what you know, perceptions. objects perceptions yeah. is is a part of the movie. That is a very main. Oh yeah. Correlation. But yeah, aside yeah. from that, I don't think the movies are really that alike.
1: Well, I think they try to do the same. thing. Thing in different ways, if that makes sense. Mm. You know what yeah, I mean? Because they're kind of going for the same thing um, in a lot of ways. But I can see what you're saying at the same time. But I just, you know, they're, they're, I just feel like the way A Quiet Place just... Like, you know how A Quiet... I mean, for those of you who haven't seen it, light spoilers, spoilers for A Quiet Place. Um, But how that movie just opens with them in the supermarket and it's already day 73 right. or 89 right, or whatever right, right. the hell it is. And this movie, it kind of jumps like there's that sort of uh, nine three to nine month time period from when they make it into the house to the point where it's uh, just the two and the two kids. And I
0: feel like like, it's like, it's like five years.
1: Well, no, because what happens is they get, she gives birth, the two ladies give birth and then it jumps forward in time. Five years. Right. right. But we don't actually see see that. Yeah, Yeah. So what, see, I think what a quiet place does so well is it just kind of assumes all that stuff. Right. And, and, throws you into that story to make that like kind of what you're saying, kind of make the present uh, day story a little bit more um, impactful and a little more heartfelt too. I mean, Bird Box is like a really cynical movie, man. If you look at it, like oh hell yeah, it's, it's cynical as fuck. Just the way like it's, it's, it's the way it,
0: also, I would much rather not talk than not see. Like, fuck.
1: Yeah, and also the the <laughs> the 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 visual of the blindfold uh, over someone's eyes like that is kind of cool, but the way it plays out in the movie, it's like kind of laughable in a certain a respect. A little bit,
0: yeah. My 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 biggest, what the fuck? Why why are you doing this? Blah blah blah. Like, mm-hmm. my biggest, this is how I would have done it. Yeah. Situation in the film is when they go to the supermarket, yeah. and one of the characters is like, "Why don't we just stay here?" Yeah, we have all the food and drink. I mean, Let's was a not go back. Smart idea. Yes, but even when Sandra Bullock is like, we can't leave the people yeah. there. Okay, you successfully navigated the roads with your with your GPS you and not back. seeing. Go get them, bring mm-hmm. them back. Yeah,
1: totally. End and of story. I think that I think that you goes have food forever. One hundred percent. And I think that goes to a, perfectly to the point I was going to make next was the, the fact that the logic in in this movie makes no fucking sense. No, not at all whatsoever. They don't even try to establish logic. Like things just happen and people do things and there's no like sort of philosophy or reason as to why certain people are doing certain things other than, Oh, we, need, we shouldn't kill people or we shouldn't abandon people. Right. You know what I mean? Which is
0: no shit. Like when they finally decide to leave, they go live in a cabin on like this like fake farm that they made yeah. and then they decided to go to the river. Never once were they like, let's go back to the grocery store where there's locks on the doors and a bunch of food. Yeah. But to be fair, it's five years
1: later at that point. It could have very well been raided.
0: Right, well, I'm saying in between that five-year period. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Never once were yeah, yeah, like, let's try that grocery store think, thing again. I think
1: that's where the movie falters for me is it, it makes too many jumps like that, where it's like there's too many leaps in, in, in time that create more questions than, right. like, solving those questions with answers
0: i also want to give a shout out to the john malkovich character because he seems like a dick from the very beginning but he's totally fucking but right he literally only dies because everyone else is fucking
1: stupid yep and i i appreciated that and i think the uh i think the scene where he where he uh like gets sandra bullock to like drink a, a, what's a what's a the whiskey yeah where he's like what's a pregnant? quarter ounce of whiskey gonna hurt you at the end of the world I was yeah like, this is great but I think that scene really speaks to that aspect of it, like holy shit, this guy's an asshole, but he's a survivor, right? You know.
0: But also the scene where he comes in with the shotgun mm-hmm. to like save the like the uh, Sandra Bullock and the two kids, yeah. And he just one hundred percent closes his eyes and he's got the shotgun yeah if you've walked into a room with a window in it you can look at the floor yeah and get a sense of where the people are by where their feet are and that's kind of one of the things where another logic it, thing it, Well, will 100 and that's why i think this movie
1: falters i mean it's an interesting premise and i think it could have been executed to in a way that would have made it make a little more sense right but i think that's like the idea of being able to see something or looking at something is much right. different than hearing it. And I think the the idea of, for instance, in quiet place, hearing it, or, you know, the idea of not being able to speak is a much more accessible idea for people to understand. Right. than Just like, Oh, don't look in that direction. Right. But you could run away into the woods and, but they don't really ever explain how the creatures operate either, or even right. really given any insight other than, Oh, if you look, you die.
0: Well, in the woods, you're out in the open, yeah if you look at the ground, yeah, it can still come underneath you and Absolutely. you can see it yeah. in the house it's locked out you're not, you're not safe in the out house the window right yeah so I could go stand at my front door right now mm-hmm. and look at the ground yeah. and be able to block this window out and still know that you're sitting on this couch yeah, I don't have to look out the window to know where you are in the room 100 but John Navic just barges into the room with a shotgun and like closes his eyes and he's yeah. like, "Ah," uh, my and I'm like, you're gonna die yeah
1: <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of silly. Um and then also like um the way that I mean it's an interesting idea the way that um that basically the mo- the movie phrase the frames the um like sort of what happens when when you do look at one of these creatures yeah basically in the sense that like the bad people like get to live and the good people Die. end up killing themselves. And I think that's a really... They never explained that. No, but it's, it's, like, it's only implied. And right. I only realized that after watching the movie and thinking about it. And I was like, oh, wait, holy shit. Because that's how those people who at the end were Travante Rhodes. Like, that's yeah. how those people are still surviving. Yeah, the murderers. And, exactly. And to be honest, I, I, I thought it was a bit... They dropped the ball a little bit because they should have had Machine Gun Kelly character and uh the girl that he right. ran away with be those people that that's what him. i fucking i thought. thought i thought it
0: was gonna happen and i was like well the first shot where the car pulls up and the guy steps out mm-hmm. they don't show you who it is mm-hmm. but it's like a tall lanky dude and i was mm-hmm. like oh fuck it's machine gun kelly yep. it's and, machine gun kelly yep. and, and jenna was, was like no way and then it wasn't him and i was yeah. like oh my god it fucking should have been
1: it really should have been and in that respect that also speaks to the way that like the movie just kind of like it it does a decent job setting up each character, as even though most it of really them does. are cliches yeah. and like super simple ideas, but it, it just shouldn't have had so many characters because you can't pay off all those characters in right. dynamic ways. You know? Well, that's why they had
0: the cop and machine gun Kelly just fucking leave. Yeah, and, I mean, and, but and never come back. Why set those characters up in the first place? Like
1: you wasted all that time because know, they
0: needed and... someone in the movie to go. We're so fucked, and they yeah, couldn't have any of true. the <laughs> current characters. Say that. Basically,
1: we're so fucked as his only like... Yeah,
0: it's like you couldn't have uh, Sandra Bullock say it. You couldn't have... I mean, I guess you could have had John Malkovich say it, but he was so already having like an argument with the Asian guy that like, you know, you got to... You can't have everybody do- yeah. doing everything, so mm-hmm. they had to have... I almost
1: forgot about the Asian guy, They too, had to have is, that character. Um, B.D. Wong, I think, from... Yeah, uh, he's badass. Oh, he? no, that's not B.D. Wong. That's a, that's a dude from Jurassic Park. He plays the scientist guy in Jurassic Park. Is it not B.D. Wong, Wong in this movie? No, it's... it's, it's Yes, it's, it is, dude. Oh, is it B.D. Wong? It's B.D. Wong, yeah. Okay, who's the dude who's in uh, who's in Infinity War? as the strangest sidekick. I thought that was B.D. Wong. Oh, no, no. I, I, I don't know his name,
0: but okay. this guy is... Yeah. Well, I had it right then.
1: (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, I I totally forgot that character was even in the movie. But um, he had some good ideas. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so uh, too bad it failed. I don't know if there's really much else I can say about this movie other than what did you think about the ending? So I looked up the
0: ending of the book. Oh, really? Okay. And okay. Well, actually, first I would like to say, um, uh, so they made it in the end. Yeah, they made it to like. What they said was like a compound. Yeah. Um But there was a moment when she was like, Oh, I'm gonna have to sacrifice one of these fucking kids to get yeah, there. Like they do in the movie. Right. No, 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 I'm saying, like in the movie. Oh, to get she's like, in the No, no, no. So okay, forget that I said anything yeah, about, yeah, so go ahead. about the book. So like the part on the river where she's yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna have to sacrifice mm-hmm. one of these fucking kids. Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. a tense fucking moment. Yep. And then she's like, never mind. It's such a weird. I would backtrack. have rather just seen like either. Just go balls to the wall and have one of the kids fucking die. Or Mm -hmm. have it be this weird cliche where, like, the kids don't have a worst fear because they're they're children. Because they don't know anything. They don't know anything. They don't have context, yeah. So, like, the kid opens their eyes. He he or she, whichever one of the kids... I mean, she was going to pick the one that was not hers. But, like, the girl goes out there, sees it, and she's like, See, that would have been and nothing happens, because she doesn't have any context of, like, Absolutely. having the worst fear.
1: Yeah, and I felt like it's it's just the stupidest decision, like,
0: okay, rather than
1: sacrificing one of them,
0: we're just, all three of us are gonna possibly die, Woo! Yeah, we could all die instead, exactly. That's yeah. so dumb, and, like, I would yeah. 100% have killed the kid that's not fucking mine, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, but so they get to the compound, um, in, so it ends up not being a compound, it ends up being a, like, a blind school yep. like an institute like a braille institute yeah, right exactly. so it's like which makes total sense actually I, awesome. I really like that aspect of it um in the movie it's just a bunch of sighted people living amongst the blind yeah so we're like there it's, it's, at an institute exactly
1: so the people who are there have are co-mingling with right the blind and they people. have
0: birds and when the birds chirp it gives the sighted people enough warning mm-hmm. to close their eyes yeah and the blind people don't have to worry because they're blind. Yeah. In the in the book, apparently they get there, and it's a bunch of people who have purposefully blinded themselves, Ooh. so they so they can live. That's a fucked up ending. And they give her the choice to like. They say it's not like we're not gonna blind you guys, but like. You have the option. We can blind you and your children. It's safe, and she chooses not to, right? But it's like it's a fucked up world where like people are just like gouging their
1: eyeballs out, dude. That is such a better ending than what we got, right? Oh my gosh, that's such a moral quant- like such a such a effed up idea to leave the audience with, right? I would have totally dug that.
0: And see the way that they. <sighs> In the movie, they bring like the doctor back, fucking full circle, for some stupid fucking reason. Yeah. And like she gives them names, and that's like the yeah. way she's like showing a lot. Like, oh, I love it's, these kids no, now. Yeah, I think it would have been much cooler if like she showed love for her children. Maybe like I'm not gonna blind you. Like mm-hmm. she she cares about these Absolutely. kids. Absolutely, and she and doesn't want to blind. That's them. where
1: I think the movie really falters because they don't. You don't spend enough time with the kids. They spend yeah. most of the time before the kids are born to actually like invest in her relationship with them. Right. Although I think Travant that scene with Trevante Rhodes where he's telling them the story oh, and yeah, that sure. was just great, you know. Like I wish we could have seen more stuff And oh, like his that. final
0: scenes are so fucking badass when yeah. he's like when he's got the blindfold on but he's like surrounded Seriously, by the with the guns and he's just like fuck it. I Seriously. think that's exactly what he says. He's you like know, fuck he it. Yep. And he takes the blindfold off and it's he's like I'm gonna so kill great. as many of you motherfuckers as I can I before it. I die. Yep. And he does it. He fucking shoots everybody. Mhm. Absolutely. <laughs> love it, dude.
1: But yeah, so that's Bird Box. If you were gonna give Bird Box a rating, what would you give it?
0: Uh, like a six.
1: A Six out of ten. Yeah. Okay.
0: Um, Again, I thought going into it, I was gonna hate it a lot more than I actually did. Yeah. There were yeah. some really cool fucking scenes in it. I think, it's like when Lil Ray Howery, like he like decides like to be the better man and like tackled the dude out the fucking door yeah, and like make the sacrifice That shit was dope you know yeah. there were some there was a lot of cool moments in the movie exactly. that kept me entertained the entire time but like reflecting on the movie as a whole it was not good yeah nothing really adds up right? but no point in the movie was i was like i wish i wasn't watching this right now
1: there for me there is a couple points where i was like i'd rather be watching a quiet place but <laughs> um but I, I mean i can't that's my own expectation so right but uh if i were to rate it i think i would probably give it a two or two and a half out of five on a good day probably leaning more towards two because i think there is some good directorial flair the casting's good i right. think there's um some really tense moments and interesting shots and, and framing and stuff like that but um it's just not really a movie that worked for me
0: fair enough dude i think the best thing to come out of this movie are the memes man the yeah. bird box memes and are I've heard all the, the stupid craze bird
1: box challenge that's happening yeah it's people like, are gonna are ridiculous. die ridiculous <laughs> net to the point where netflix had to issue a warning
0: like oh, I'm don't sure. be stupid people no shit just to bring it full circle with football and bird box, two of the best memes I've seen are Sandra Bullock's face on uh, <laughs> Eli Manning's yeah. face, where he's like, fuck it, Odell's over there somewhere. Yeah. Which means, like, yeah, just chuck it, and your best wide receiver is going to fucking catch it. And then the, uh, the, Badgley one, the kicker the one, kicker for it's the Bears, so good. where it's him kicking it and he's blind because yeah. he fucking missed what it was like a thirty something yard. Like, yeah,
1: the double doink, the infamous double doink. Oh my
0: god, and that's like for a kicker, that's like you. It doesn't get much easier than that. Well, like, what's you're crazy fucking close, is that
1: all season they did you see? Were you watching the game where they showed the replay of all the kicks he'd miss and yeah. every single time he would hit the upright? Like it's it's it, that's super weird. Yeah, that never happens.
0: So. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the bird box memes are the best thing to come out of this movie. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> it's kind of surprising to me that this movie is um at, you know permeated in, in, in pop culture so much as it has, but Yeah. I mean, that's the Netflix effect, you know, something like we're talking about something pops up like this or uh, what other
0: Netflix movies have? I don't like I didn't really thought about that. It's like it's super popular for no reason.
1: Right? Huh. That was another one. Um, there's been a few of them. I can't, uh, recall any of the others off, off hand. I mean, even to a certain extent, Cloverfield Paradox, you know, where they yeah. dropped that movie, everybody was talking about it. And then like a week later, nobody was talking about it. You know? <laughs> um, so I wonder if it's just, I
0: mean, it's just gotta be like the word of mouth, right? Like you got to check this fucking well, movie out, Well, I think out, it's, man. I think it's that. I also think it's Sandra
1: Bullock. I mean, my grandma watched this movie because really? she loved Sandra Bullock. She was, she was like, it was intense, but I watched it. So I think that's um I think that it's the Sandra Bullock effect and her bringing like older audiences <laughs> Sandra into Sandra Bullock it. effect. I mean it really is. She's got a huge like appeal in terms of audiences and stuff. Sorry, I guess. it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I, I you know Bird Box that's it is what it is. But uh, do you want to jump into our last thing?
0: Yeah, man, this is going to be a weird main topic because this movie's kind of old now. That's
1: okay. I think it's worth And we both just finally saw it. It's worthy of discussion.
0: Fucking A, man. Especially, like, there's no twist in the movie, but the twist for me was who directed it at the very end. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so Taylor texted me the other day, and he's like, hey, man, like we don't really have much to talk about on the podcast this week. Yeah. Even though we're at over an hour right now, we yeah, just we like to talk. Okay. Um, he told me to watch... Uh, the bad times at El Royale. And I was like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that trailer a while ago. That looks fucking dope. Yep. So I popped it on and it was fucking awesome.
1: It was, Uh, it is
0: Jenna and her sister were here last night. We all three sat down to watch it. Not generally their style of movie. And they were, Fucking into it. That's dude. cool. Yeah. I mean, it's got a good,
1: it's got a good, like, uh. It helped
0: when Chris Hemsworth takes his shirt off, and, oh, of you know, like. Yeah.
1: Shirtless Chris Hemsworth right. is like 70% of his role in the movie. Yeah, right. Being shirtless Chris right. Hemsworth.
0: Right. <laughs> um. I, like, before we talk about the movie, I'm just going to get straight into it and be like, it's like an eight or nine out of 10.
1: Yeah. I think for me, if I were to rate it, uh, I'd probably give it a four and a half out of five. Yeah, dude. So fucking for same, same killer, year, It'd be a nine out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but, I mean, I, I, you know, if you guys haven't seen this movie, go check it out. I think it's best knowing nothing going in. Cause I didn't even, shit. See, I, I watched the trailers, and I remember the trailers, and I kind of wish I wouldn't have. It doesn't spoil a whole lot, but... Well, I had seen the trailers. I still had no idea what the movie yeah, was about. Yeah, totally. The way the movie plays with structure, I think um, it just works really well if you go in not having seen anything. So I'd recommend this uh, to people. But from here on out, of course, we're back yeah. into spoiler ter- territory. The only,
0: the only thing I remembered and knew from the trailers was that Chris Hemsworth was going to be in it. Yeah. Like he's not absolutely. in until the end. But the whole time I'm like, Chris Hemsworth is going to show up. Well, I mean, point.
1: that's that's kind of one of the things that I wish they would have held back in on. I mean, you can't not sell this movie with Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he's right. the main person yeah, on the right. movie poster. But I just kind of wish that that would have been a nice big a surprise. surprise for audiences and yeah, be like, yeah. oh, shit. Because the way the movie plays it out, you have that first in the first like half an hour or so where, right. with the um, with uh, Dakota Johnson's sister, yeah. where you see him coming up on the beach, but he's kind of obscured and you don't really know who it is because right. he has a different accent. So I was like, I really wish that would have uh, that would have played out um, not in the trailer. Super but,
0: creepy for him to be creeping on young young girls like that. I know
1: it's it's very uh, very rapey.
0: I thought the beginning of the movie was super interesting. When I love John Hamm, the opening shot when John too. Hamm is like coming into his room and he's mm-hmm. like tearing out all the listening. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: And shit. I, that's that's. I mean, this movie builds a really really strong mystery around what the hell exactly is going on in the El Royale. Right. But by the way, I think the El Royale itself is actually a really awesome, uh, like setting slash location slash creation for this movie. It's just, it adds a whole nother level of character to this movie that, um, you know, that we hadn't really seen, uh, from Goddard before. Um, but uh, jumping back to the beginning, I think the opening shot of the movie says a whole hell of a lot about what you're getting yourself into. It's that super wide static shot of Nick Offerman coming in. Oh, uh, yeah, and it just, the movie just holds on that shot for like three minutes
0: to be like, is that fucking Nick no, Offerman? No, it totally is.
1: And my my we were watching it with my my brother Reed, of course, and uh, and he was like, "Oh, that kind of looks like Ron Swanson." I was like, "Yeah, it's because it is Ron Swanson." And he was like, <laughs> "No, it isn't." I was like, "That is Nick Offerman. You can look it up. I know for a fact <laughs> it is." And uh, and but I just thought the way that and what's brilliant is you don't realize it at the time, but you're actually looking through one of those windows. That's yes. what that shot is. And I, I, it's just such a bold filmmaking choice to start this movie that I think it speaks volumes to what Goddard is able to accomplish as a director.
0: Yeah, I you know what? I actually kind of called um, Jeff Bridges having dementia like super early mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. When he's trying to decide between the rooms, and yeah. he has to flip the coin. I instantly was like. Oh, there's something I was like, he doesn't know where the money's at and he's yeah. gonna choose the wrong fucking room. One hundred percent. And I love
1: I love the fact too that they kinda play him like a bad guy, even though he's actually really just a good yeah, guy. He's just you know an what old I mean? fucker who yeah.
0: doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yep. And the way that they
1: <laughs> the way that they handle that um that moment at the bar where he's drugging he the drink and then she the just girl, comes yeah. up and it's just such a old fuck moment, you know? That girl, um, by the way, Jenna was saying Cynthia is, Viro. She's a huge Broadway star. She's a Broadway apparently. star, yeah. Jenna yeah. lost her shit last night. She is, she is amazing in the movie. By the way, she Cynthia is Viro really good. is my
0: issue with her is that they just were like, how how much physical second, how many physical seconds of this movie can we have her singing? Yeah, is like well, I get it. She's good. She's really fucking good. Yeah, but a lot of times I was like, you don't need to be singing.
1: That's true. I think they justify it in the third act when he's in the oh, room and all that stuff. Hundred percent. Yeah, but I, he's
0: digging up the money, and they know that someone's probably. And she's clapping them and, and all she's that. And clapping. Mm-hmm. That scene was fucking genius.
1: So much, te- just so tense.
0: Yeah, that shit was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but
1: the one before that is what she's, where yeah, John Ham's kind of going. Yeah, I mean, I really understand that. they justify it because she's supposed to be practicing for a gig, so I get that. But I will say that they do lean in on a filmmaking level. They try to lean into that as much as possible. Yeah. But she gives a great performance either way, um, and I did forget about the number at the end too. The number at the end is is right. interesting, um, but yeah, I mean, I I just freaking I love this movie, man. This is it does so much well. The characters have enough depth to make you care, right? But also, um, it doesn't feel overstuffed for being like a basically two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Oh, I know, right? Yeah.
0: And here, so I it was for me, I was guessing a lot of things that were going to happen, but not in like a bad way. No, You know, like a lot of times when I'm watching like something really shitty and I'm like, this is going to happen because it's fucking, it's a trope. Yeah. And then it happens. Right. This whole time, like when, when Chris Hemsworth is like, um, if you sing, you don't have to play the game and I won't kill you. And then she sings and I was like, Oh, he's going to say that she's not that good. Yeah. And then he's gonna make her play the game anyway. And he's Course. like, "I've heard better." Yeah. And the whole time, I'm like, "Something in my brain is like, how do I know all these things?" It's because I'm such a fucking huge Joss Whedon guy, man. Yeah. Drew Goddard and Whedon are fucking mm-hmm. like. That's just how like they. This, bro. Yep. So at the end of the movie, when it was like directed by Drew Goddard, I was like, I was like, what the fuck does Drew fucking Goddard? Yeah. I haven't I fucking seen this I yet? I
1: mean, that's the thing is you have to take into context too his his directorial de- debut, which came before this, and that's the. the cabin in the woods i mean the cabin in the woods is it, it, for me cabin in, in the woods is the be all and all of horror movies like it's there's so no good. there's no ever topping like the 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 genius of that movie so the fact that it took him 8 years to get something else right. made is like oh but i'm so glad that because yeah. you can tell that he put everything he had oh, in the 100%. last eight years into this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so just
0: realizing at the end why I was like mm-hmm. somehow knowing all these, I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, this is so good. How do I, uh, and at the end it all kind of made sense. I was like, ah, I get it now yep, because it it's makes my sense. fucking boy Goddard, dude. Yep. Wrote some of the best Buffy and Angel episodes fucking on the planet. Dude. Absolutely.
1: Like, Along with like other stuff like Alias and yeah. uh, I mean he, he didn't, we were talking about it yesterday. He started Daredevil, Daredevil yeah. which is, you know, the, Probably the quintessential interpretation of that character up to date. So yeah,
0: absolutely, man. Yeah, it was. Uh, I I don't know how much more like okay, just like there are people in this movie that like John Hamm. They set this like he's mm-hmm. an FBI agent, right? Mm-hmm. Calls fucking J. Edgar Hoover mm-hmm. personally on the phone, and he's like, "Yo, dog, we got some fucking problems." Yeah, and it's like you think this is gonna be some shit, mm-hmm. and then he just dies. I know. Like, and I love That's that. That's classic Goddard I slash love Joss it. Weed, man. Like, I love it. you don't give a fuck about any of these characters. Like any of them when that happened, I was like, yeah. oh, who the fuck else? Like it yeah. doesn't matter who dies next.
1: Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Chris Hemsworth moment in uh, cabin where it's like, oh shit, anything can happen now. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All bets are yeah. All, bets are, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all bets are off, you know what I mean? But
0: John Hamm just gets fucking sawed in half by a shower. Well, what I,
1: I love you. that too is that the kid, the bellhoppist and him. they both get tagged by the shotgun blast i was like dude that is brilliant
0: such a creepy scene man when they yeah. finds that hallway
1: yeah yeah i mean there's a lot of creepy stuff i think uh
0: that was very cabin in the woods ask as well oh like, well it has like the being the, able to peer that's into the a, definitely
1: a director trademark is the one-way mirror because yeah. that was, it's, it's in all of his movies yeah um again i think the 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 el royale itself having the board at the at yep. a hotel that's half california half nevada so is, is really smart and a really really good visual way of of telling the story you're as telling
0: well. me if i want to drink i gotta go over yeah. california
1: <laughs> and i love by the way that john hand's way of blending in is like being the most bombastic like personality he can think yeah, of right and Be my it's, fucking guess yeah <laughs> dude that moment cracked me up but um yeah, I mean, I I just think that this the way this movie plays with time too is really smart. The way it uh, kind of like overlaps the segments, right. so you you sort of seeing it from different perspectives and uh, gaining new information every time and learning different. So I just, right? I I just, I just really loved it. And I mean, jumping back to Chris Hemsworth, did you know that he's basically supposed to be playing like a Charles Manson? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I thought that was pretty clear, he's but culty as. Fuck. yeah he's supposed to be and then she's i love that they hint at uh his fling Murwick. girl I, what's her name i can't remember um in the movie was it yeah i don't remember uh, if they say it or not they but, do uh, um, maddie or some crap like that but uh how they hint that she basically did something quote-unquote real bad in california
0: oh sh- she was the yeah, yeah. and so what the they're hinting, killings. exactly that's
1: kind of what rose. they're rose thank you yes rose And um, God, I'm so fucking bad with names, if you guys haven't guessed already, (laughs) Um, because every time I'm like, oh, what's that name? That Um, one person. Yeah, that one person. But I I just thought, you know, this movie, it just does a whole hell of a lot so well. And it never really falters in any particular aspect. I think the only the one thing that I would have liked to see more of were certain relate some certain relationships got the short shrift. Oh, For instance, yeah. uh, J- Dakota Johnson and her sister's character, and between the triangle between them and Chris Hemsworth, right. felt like that could have been a developed a little bit more. And also, the reason why she they kidnapped spent more her and time stuff.
0: Compound like it was a short sequence,
1: or, or even just like seeing more of them in their room. Those two girls, yeah, you know what right? I mean? Fair. But absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, I nothing against Louis Pullman. Like he did a really good job. Yeah, um, that's Bill Pullman's son. Man, it's crazy. Is it really? It is. Um, just the whole time, though, I was thinking, like, what if this was Anton Yelkin? Oh, my God. Right? No. Like, so he, did, he did a really good job, so I don't want to discredit it's him.
1: such an Anton Yelkin But there were so role. many, like...
0: Y- Antonisms that mm-hmm. he did as this character I was like dude this would have been such dude, a good dude I didn't even Anton think about animal. that
1: but as soon as you said it it's like so obvious he would have been so dope clear.
0: and I was like the, the whole time I was like man I really wish he wasn't dead I know it's still sad that that happened very much but yes Lewis Pullman fucking does a really good job in this movie yeah the end scene where he's like looking for validation like he's like I can't kill any more people I love he that moment he just needed someone to tell him like dude it's okay.
1: I love that moment. And also when he's like, they're like, how many people have you killed? He's like 123. And then the title card maintenance <laughs> yeah. closet comes up. I'm yeah. like,
0: Oh dude, this is like, yes. He, he just goes beast mode on those cult people at the end. Yeah, yep, like, yep. I love it.
1: I, I do think that that character is probably as much as I love the way that plays out. I think that character is perhaps the most problematic that the movie has in terms of like his relationship to the hotel and the ownership of the hotel. And like, if you're looking for repentance, like, why the fuck are you sticking around? Like, why do, maybe. He's a heroin addict. Well, yeah, but I mean, that's not like. I don't know. I just feel like it's it's his motivation is a little bit wishy washy, although it works, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I can see like a lot of veterans, you know, fall into homelessness or fall into drug problems. Absolutely. So it's like. He's looking for repentance because he knows what he's doing is shitty, but he's he's an addict. He doesn't have a fucking choice. I Absolutely.
1: Don't but, I mean, why would you... I mean, if you're an addict, you can go get any job and do the same thing. Like, why do you do all these shitty things at this hotel? Like, why do you... You know what I mean? Yeah. If if maybe maybe there was something that, that they would have, you know, implied that, like, maybe he got some sort of enjoyment out of it or, you right. know, something a little bit more, like, compelling as far as the reason why he did what he did. But I, I think, for the most part, the character still works for me. Um, and loose pullman i'd never seen him in anything i don't think and this was a real uh strangers oh i haven't seen that in so damn long but I, I haven't seen that yeah um but yeah i you know again with everybody in here i just uh, the whole cast kills it
0: who do you think was because so when chris hemsworth is like every like there's always someone looking for the money yeah um who so there was nick offerman yes was the other there was
1: another guy too
0: yeah wh- who where the fuck did that guy go
1: that's i mean that's the question i guess you know what i mean but do you think not
0: in his senile state jeff Bridges just forgot there was a third guy
1: probably or i mean it's been 10 years that guy could very well still be in jail or have died in right. between that time but i don't think it matters i think it's the idea that like the money always brings problems like right. let alone uh, what it necessarily may be you the know fact I
0: mean? that he fucking couldn't remember his own name
1: that oh. was that was a beautiful moment from jeff, jeff bridges like is a beautiful him, acting bring moment from 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 jeff bridges i just like that moment killed me and um
0: he's still so good oh, I bet to this day. it's
1: ridiculous he's it's i feel like he's gotten it's like a fine jeff Bridges is like a fine one he's only gotten better <laughs> with age. Better
0: age that's so good i mean not to say
1: he wasn't a good actor when he was younger but i just feel like he's really been killing it in the last 10 years starting with true grit and crazy heart and then just you true know grit everything he's good. done and then you have the giver in there which was a
0: big no stinker. tron legacy yeah,
1: i mean i think he, he he's, yeah, it's not the best performance from jeff bridges but i feel like it's a it's a a spiritual sequel to him playing the dude again <laughs> in that. Cause he's basically playing the dude. He's all Zen and shit in Tron right. legacy. So it's like really funny seeing that. But yeah, I mean, I, Jeff Bridges, I didn't realize he was going to be like, have such a big role in this movie. I didn't realize he was like the, like one of the main characters, well, yeah,
0: I mean, but him and Darlene are like the mm-hmm. only ones that make it out the end. Absolutely.
1: And I didn't, I, I thought that was refreshing their relationship and the way that, um, that the movie ends with him coming to watch her performance. Right and you know with all the memory loss that he had he still managed to that's what he remembers exactly and well, i just think that's such a
0: when chris hemsworth was like sing for me his only thing that he can say is like he you doesn't don't deserve it, it. You yeah. Like, oh, which he's shit. which he didn't basically yeah, like he right. was right
1: so yeah i just I, I think that's a really nice ending and uh it's it's just a wonderful script that has great interesting characters good setups and payoffs i mean it's it's the real beautiful deal beautiful setups and payoffs. absolutely man. i would so i would good. yep So yeah, I mean it's it's one of those movies that manages to handle a big ensemble really well.
0: If you like twists and you've ever seen Cabin in the Woods and Mm -hmm. you dig it, I cannot recommend this movie enough. Like, do you think there's a twist in this movie? I think the twist is like the time fuckery and the that's true. You don't read like the characters aren't who they say they are. Yeah, like that's kind of like the twist. That's true. And the whole thing about like. John Hamm thinks this girl's getting kidnapped, but it's really just yeah. her sister, and she's trying to save no, her from a cultist. And I like was
1: thinking more so than anything, the twist is that Chris Hemsworth shows up, but that's not really a twist because they set it up early in the movie with her. Right. You know who she's calling. Yeah, so. yeah. I think the twist
0: um, is like nothing is what it seems.
1: Yeah, that's true. That makes sense though, because um, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh man, who's the other character I was gonna? Who, there's one more character we haven't talked about, isn't there? Oh, we covered everybody.
0: There's John Hamm. Yeah. There's the Broadway. Center, yeah. No. Okay. We have yeah. Jeff Bridges, not Anton Yelkin, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth, Nick Offerman.
1: Yeah. And then you have all yeah. the
0: cult pe- people. that yeah, just yeah. Get Okay. Un- so we did cover Annihilated.
1: It. I thought there was someone else we hadn't covered, but um, but yeah, man, it's uh, it's a solid, a uh, solid genre flick.
0: I was just going to look up on my phone to see if there was someone else we hadn't talked about, but my phone died.
1: No, it's fine. Oh. I think we covered m- the important... Uh, Didn't plug
0: that shit in before podcasting. Eh, Rookie mistake. We'll survive. Everyone knows you got to look shit up while you podcast. Eh, maybe. I, I, I just, yeah, like the twist for me was like, all right, and it's like, oh, the bellhop's being lazy in the beginning, and it's like, no, he's not being lazy, he's just fucking in the back room passed out because he's doing a bunch of drugs and mm-hmm. shit. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of... I not 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 twists in like a twist ending like a Shyamalan yeah kind of, no like twists as in like you you don't know really yeah what's going on
1: yeah one hundred percent and I think the whole I think the movie was really smart to exclude reasoning as to why this hotel does what it does or right, what like the purpose Why was John Hamm there it's in the first place? Basically, just a blackmail hotel. Um, okay. I think the reason why he was there was to find that film.
0: Right. Do you
1: think I, it's a, it's a Kennedy. It has to be. I, at first, I was like, I was like, could it be Elvis? But apparently, That's the movie the movie takes place in is 60, 1969. Elvis right. didn't die till the early seventies, so that okay. wouldn't make sense because it does. I mean, the way the movie frames it, it's obviously a fantasy, but it does take place in the real world because right. you have that Nixon address that yeah, frames yeah. the movie in right. 1969.
0: Dang, you think it was a Kennedy?
1: I, I think it's, it's hard to say if it's JFK or Bobby, but I think it might have been Bobby Kennedy is who they're referencing. Because oh, he, di- he died in like 69 yeah, yeah. as well, I think. Or 68, one of the two. Um, I can't remember.
0: I think a JFK sex tape would have been more Oh, that, that scandalous. The way
1: they're doing it it's kind of it that that's what would make sense you know yeah. maybe it was like him in maryland or something yeah, exactly yeah, um yeah. but i think thematically too though this movie this movie is really interesting because one of the theories i've heard is that basically um thematically speaking the hotel is in a lot of ways like a purgatory, a purgatory yeah. and then i also love the idea that um what people have been saying too and i'm not sure if goddard has confirmed this but uh California and Nevada both represent heaven and hell. Right. But it's up to us to decide which one's heaven which one's and which great. one's hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that concept. You know what I mean? It's just so, it adds so much to the movie when you rewatch it. And I think the rewatchability of this is going to be
0: really, pretty, really good. Probably pretty high. Cause yeah. Because it's it's a movie I want to show Absolutely. people. Yep. Yeah. 100%. I mean, so I would want to stay in California because that's where the bar is. Well, <laughs> you can just walk across the lobby. And
1: gamble with your drink.
0: And gamble with my drink, yeah. <laughs> There's
1: like no, you can you can drink in Nevada.
0: <laughs> not back then, I guess not, right? Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like they're both having to hell, but they both are g- I, th- I think what it is is they're both good and bad for, for different, reasons. different reasons. Equally different reasons, yeah.
1: I could see that, yep.
0: They each have their strong points.
1: Absolutely, and that I mean for me that just adds to the further dichotomy of the theme of the movie too. Oh, so.
0: for sure. But again, it's a Drew Goddard movie, so we can't. You know, it's entertaining at the at the got, end of I'm it. Saying, so like, he's already on eight layers. Oh yeah, deeper than what we think we know about it. Yeah, right. So fuck it. Right. One hundred percent, dude. All we know is this is one of the cubes in the fucking cabin in the woods, dude. This is just a, like.
1: Oh my god! How great would that would that have been? Right? <laughs> Yeah, man, I uh, I just I love this movie, and I, it's it's really sad because you know not many people saw it. It was pretty much a box office bomb. I think it right. made like twelve million dollars on opening weekend. And it, what was the budget? I think the budget was probably at least thirty to fifty. Oh, I want to say, not, considering that's not good. considering the cast, um, like all the big players you got in this, it's got it's got to be at least thirty to fifty. But yeah, this movie was a huge bomb, and that's unfortunate because. Uh, Drew Goddard like that's not really going to help his directorial career no. even though he deserves it he because 100% Kevin deserves it. It was a bomb too. I know. And well that was a different set of circumstances but no, yes right. it was. Um and he does have X-Force coming up next so I hope it doesn't hurt his chances for that because I really think that he would knock that movie out of the park.
0: So the budget was 32 million. Yeah. The box office was thirty one point six million.
1: Yeah, and that's not including marketing, which was probably another like yeah. ten to twenty.
0: Fuck, that's not that's not good.
1: Yeah. So it's it's kind of unfortunate, you know, that such a, a, a good movie kind of like got left in the dust by audiences. But I think this is part of the reason why we're talking about it now, is people should go see this movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's totally worth it. Oh
0: yeah. It's out I now mean, on home video. If you're
1: still listening to this, hopefully you've already seen it. But if you haven't Uh, enjoy the movie after we spoiled it
0: (laughs) seriously though like it needs to if it yeah it needs because it's got good reviews it's just oh yeah I mean they weren't uh, they
1: weren't overwhelmingly positive reviews but they were very very solid like it's got like a 75 or 80% on Rotten Tomatoes yeah Yeah.
0: so it's like fucking A man yeah 74 it looks like
1: yeah that sounds about right
0: so I mean that's that's pretty good for Rotten Tomatoes yeah and I mean, in Cinema Score, has it at a at a at a what does that say? A B minus. That's that's pretty good. Yeah,
1: I mean, I would say this movie easily cock co- easily cracks my top ten uh, movies of 2018. You think so? Yeah, just overall. Like, um, obviously, I've I've done my genre movies of 20. Even though this is technically a genre movie, it wasn't in superhero, science fiction, or fantasy. Right, right. So, you know, in terms of the overall, I think this would easily be top 10, maybe even top five for me, the, uh, for 2018. The genre is Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I think this is actually a pretty solid, like, um, interpretation of, like, there's elements of what Tarantino does in this movie. And oh, 100 In a lot of respects, I think he almost does them better than Tarantino's, blasphemous as it may be to say. Um,
0: I'm not going to disagree or agree with that statement, because yeah. there's a lot of things that... He did very, very well, and I was like, man, Quentin Tarantino, this is kind of well, what I you're think trying the, to do. I
1: think the difference between Goddard and Tarantino in that respect is the fact that Tarantino is, like, much more cynical, and um, Goddard is much more, like, loving and compassionate as far as, like, having... Like, you think about the preacher moment at the end. Like, Tarantino right. would not put something like that in his movie, <laughs> yeah, you know right. what I mean? Very true, very like true. That's, It's stuff like that that really, like, gives it that extra little... Umph, you know
0: yeah sweet man yeah i want to give a shout out to amazon.com right now dude they're fucking hugging it up yeah yeah so i got one day shipping on one set of packages mm-hmm. and then my other package was supposed to come on thursday okay which is two days from now three days mm-hmm. from when i ordered it all of the packages are arriving today now mm-hmm. so shout out to amazon you got for upgraded. Fast tracking my packages. We'll man. take that. Uh, That's we'll take that up. sponsorship,
1: Amazon. If you want to give it to us,
0: take any sponsorship from anybody. Really, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, either. except Trump.
1: Except Trump, dude. You know what's crazy? As I saw, I was on YouTube the other day, and I saw a freaking ad for the for Trump and his like border wall and like government shutdown and all that stuff. By the way, I think he's supposed to have a dress tonight. He is. Yeah, oh, I'll be watching it. I'm not looking forward to that.
0: Um, the fucking you. Trump, this is not a political podcast, no. but I'm going to say it anyway. When Obama was president, Trump was all like, government shutdown is a sign. He's in the president, he should be fired. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. You should be fired immediately. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just like Obama or him bitching about Obama golfing, and he's golfed like twice as much as Obama has. I think there's only <laughs> been
0: nine government shutdowns in the history of the United States of America, and he's yeah. caused three of them. Yeah. He's caused 30 percent of all government shutdowns, yeah. and now this is 13, 14 days now long. Mm-hmm. It's the second or third longest government. It's going to go longer too, probably. Unfortunately,
1: yeah. but we'll we'll leave that to we'll leave that to our to our listeners to decide z- to decide their own opinions on.
0: Anyone that says if you don't do what I want, I'm going to shut the government down is called a tyrant. <laughs> he needs to be beheaded. Be, oh man metaphorically i know i know not metaphorically <laughs> but metaphorically he should be fucking beheaded as in fired as in in pieces and kicked out of office yeah and then uh, also maybe beheaded in the public
1: we'll see but um but in the meantime we have some uh, some sweet movies and TVs to take our mind off all the bullshit that's happening in Washington.
0: We do. We've got football this coming. We do have football. That's Saturday. that's a much a
1: much uh, needed bright spot in our lives.
0: The next time we podcast, Taylor's gonna be able to talk about Glass. How cool is that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'm gonna be seeing Glass this weekend. There's a a Shia, Shia How do you say Shia Lamma?
0: I would be going to see Glass with you on Saturday, Taylor. But what's happening? The Rams the game. The Rams are in the playoffs. Which
1: it totally that that Eagles win changed everything. It really I mean, did. It I, fucked everybody's plans up.
0: I was like, oh man, I'm gonna go to this fucking Shyamalan-a-thon with you. Yeah, because it's fucking it's unbreakable split and Glass back to yeah, back, which, which is fucking is great. dope. But there's no way in hell I'm gonna miss seeing the Rams. In the I playoffs.
1: know. I know. For me, it's uh, I'm, uh, there's no way in hell I'm missing Unbreakable um, on the big screen because I never had a chance to see it on the big screen. So we
0: were too young back then. Yeah, we were pretty young. It's true. We were yet, but yet, yet but we lads. <laughs> All right, we talk a lot, and you probably don't want to listen to us anymore. Yeah. So come back <laughs> next time. I am the LA nerd, and oh, I don't, we didn't. Man, I think this is going to be the only episode ever at the where the beginning is not. Oh man, fuck the intro up, I think. What? I don't think I said, as always. It's fun. Taylor Salem, as okay. I think I used to I mean, it's do. People,
1: people at this point should know who the hell it is, and if not, they can figure it out.
0: It be some fun trivia in 10 years. Yeah. What's the only episode that Joel doesn't 30, say the intro? 31, which is way. potentially
1: 30 or 29 <laughs> or 32 or 33.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I'm the L.A. Nerd at the end of the podcast, and as always, sitting next to me is Taylor Salen. Hey,
1: you can find me at Taylor Salen on Twitter and writing for uh, superherohat.com about movies and TV and stuff.
0: Sweet. Next podcast is either going to be really happy Joel because the Rams won (laughs) or really sad Joel because the Rams lost. Make your bets now and let me know, and we'll see who wins. Oh, man. I might
1: have to put something down on this. We'll see. Oh, later, nerds. See you guys.